Duke Energy offers these three tips for understanding your bill. The first step to keeping your bill in check is understanding what's on it. Here's what to look for. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills cover 30 days, but sometimes it varies. Bills that cover more days can be higher. Look at average kilowatt hour use per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or similar to another month with extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. If you have a smart meter, check for a daily usage analysis tool online. Smart meters collect info by the hour, so you can check for spikes in energy use to see what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. This public service announcement is sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy presents Stage and Stuff, promoting arts and entertainment in and around Hendricks County. Interviews conducted by Peg Glover and Deanna Hinesley. Hi, I'm Deanna Hinesley, and I'm here today on Stage and Stuff, our program about arts and entertainment. And with me today is my friend Peg Glover. Hello. We're glad to have have you with us. And Peg has Always brought us to be here. <laughs> I know, as we all are. Peg has brought us some very interesting guests today. So, Peg, would you like to introduce our guests? I would love to introduce our guest. Our guest today is Bob Harbin, and Bob Harbin and I have known each other for quite a long time. We met at the Ball State University Theater Department, where we did theater together. And as I sit here and I see Bob, all I can think of is, well, the great Harbini is now at WYRZ. In Brownsburg in Indiana. (laughs) And I call him the Great Harbini because that's what we called him back at Ball State. So welcome, Bob. Thank you. It's very, very nice to be here. I'm I'm graced and honored. Well, we're graced and honored as well because uh, not only was your work outstanding at Ball State, which, by the way, he did cast me in my last show at Ball State, Little Mary Sunshine. He He cast me as Naughty Nancy. And I do want to be clear that that was not a typecast at all. <laughs> but from there, are you saying w- I had to teach you to be naughty? Is that what? You're, are you? <laughs> I'm not going to go on with okay, that. No. no, we're going to stop Let right there. I thought you would be the sunshine part, but I'm oh. surprised about the other. No, I was the naughty Nancy part. <laughs> it was really a great, great time. And um, but after that, Bob went off to Los Angeles. And when he got to Los Angeles, he was looking for work. And Bob. I'll let you take it from here. Talk a little bit about where you ended up in Los Angeles. Um, Well, you know, I had this amazing um, Ford Maverick that was rust-colored with plaid, you know, interior. And I just started driving west. Um, Got there, and and, and an amazing, wonderful friend, uh, David Lowry, offered to to put me up until, you know, we could both sort of figure out what we were going to do there. And just an FYI, David Lowry had been my boyfriend in college. Ah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Um, and uh, he was a, a part of the Columbia writing system, and uh, and I became, you know, an, an ampere, um, forwarding my, my entertainment career. Uh, but it um, it was just a lot of persistence and a, and a lot of luck um, and a lot of, you know, nights of, peanut butter and and, uh, and and craft macaroni and cheese um, and finally um, became uh, I work got to work at an agency as a messenger boy and, and worked there for a long time and then moved up there went to NBC got an amazing job with with the wonderful 
Stephen Bochco um, and cast L.A. Law for the first four years um, of that program, and then to Fox and became the senior vice president of casting and talent management uh, for that network for 12 years. And that uh, particular position, uh, did you succeed someone in that position? Well, there 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 been there been a few, um, and, uh, and it's it, it's great to know that part of your job is to make someone else well known, and you're always sort of that person in the background that's pushing and shoving and trying to help, you know, an agent or a manager push their client into the right uh, situation to help them succeed, and so that was. That was always fun. Was so basically, do. a casting director is the person between the actor and the part. Yeah, um, we're like a dating service, you know, between <laughs> between an actor and and a and a, and a part in and you know in a show. And we're trying to make that perfect match. Um, we've had you know, for example, we you know we put together that '70s show. Um, and you know, Deborah Jo Rupp, who's a very dear friend of mine, um, has gone on to, to fame and fortune. But but what's great with that show is so many of each of those individual kids were brand new when they got there. And now almost all of them have found um, bigger and brighter careers since then. Um, I'm flooded with phone calls from all of them every day. No, I don't, they don't say a thing to me. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's, it's, that's, you know, one of the real wins when you can find that many different people in one show that all sort of blossom into something else. That, uh, it's always something to be proud of. Yeah, that 70s show was really quite successful. It was. And, and it, it, we were, you know, Fox was just a brand new network at the time. Um, still, they don't, you know, program after you know, 10 o'clock at night. Um, but did not have the money to afford, you know, big name TV people. So we always had to find the person that we thought was on the cusp, the one, the one that was going to become, you know, a big star. And and it happened. I mean, we we Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero and Melrose Place and Family of Five, all those we we were able to create these kids into stars that within a year's time I couldn't afford them for one of our movies of the week because the price had gone up so much. Because you know, show that we had done with them. So, um, it was it was it was great work then. It's it, it's much tougher now. I understand from from people that I still talk to that there's so many shows and so many networks and so you know so much stuff out there that it's 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 much more difficult to take a chance on people. Oh, you are correct about that. Of course, when we were young, there were you know the options on television were so small, hmm. and now it's exploded not only on television, but any other kind of media as well. But, you know, um, of course, being such a good friend of yours, I've followed your career through the years, and it always seems like your name um, is always connected to L.A. Law. Yeah, it was, it was the first big, um, big break for me. Um, I won some awards for it, and, uh, and like it, the, our producer, Stephen Bacha, was very kind, was always pushing... He put me into the Doogie Howser situation. He put me so into So you other cast shows. Doogie, ha- Doogie Howser as well? Yes, ma'am. Um, and, uh, and some other shows. If there was a show that, that was not doing so well, he would just say, well, you know, for a certain amount of money, you can have Bob over here and he'll, you know, he'll find you people and it will be a better show. Uh, so I was like a, a, a casting doctor uh, for a while. But um, 
it was you know you have to have the trust and 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 the care of of, of people around you to you know to do anything well you know i'm going to have to ask you to dish a little bit you know give us oh. give us a story about some some names we might know like who well <laughs> about <laughs> the the I In, you know, any kind of person that you happened on that ended up becoming... Shannon Doherty was mean. Oh. <laughs> she really was. Tell more. <laughs> mean how? <laughs> um, no, it's... it's um, I, what's interesting, or, or, or now that I've come back, is many times I would tell stories to my brother or my mom or something, and they would just be, oh, I can't believe... Uh, but when you're in the middle of it, it's not special. It's not unique. Mm-hmm. You go to the grocery store there just because everybody all lives there. You know, you see Faye Dunaway in the produce department. Um, you, you you see these you know television stars. You all these. It's just part of your life. So dealing with a lot of these these folks once um, once you've tried to put them in shows, it. It, it seems to be secondhand. It's 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 um, it's not as exciting. It it was it was. I used to run with 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 uh, with Jenny Garth. Um, I introduced her to her her first husband, um, which wouldn't mean anything if that had happened. You know, between me and Lauren, let's say it, 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 she would be, of course, grateful and, until the first divorce. But um, <laughs> but. But you, you you do that sort of thing, and, and it's and it's you're just they're friends like like anybody else. Then you get back, and it and it and it sounds you know a lot more exciting, I suppose. Than, than well, it is it very exciting when you're yeah. in you know the heart of Indiana, and you're out there with all these people that we see yeah. on television. Yeah. Who was your biggest star? Not probably when you cast them, but became the biggest star or one of them at least. I'm sure there's probably a whole. Well, I, line I of think them. just because you know we're still good friends, it would be probably Neil Patrick Harris from from Doogie Howser, and mm-hmm. now many things since. since um, so we still talk, and and you know I follow his career, and I, I remember once he was doing a lot of different things, sort of all at the same time. And I sent this email to him. I said, you know, honey, you you take a minute, take a take a breath, slow down. You know, although we do have a Kroger that's opening next week, if you could come out and cut the ribbon, you know, <laughs> you might you might want to put that on your list of things to do. And 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 he wrote back an interesting five letter word. Um, <laughs> be careful be careful um, loved is that it yeah. it, it that was pretty much it uh-huh. um, but it's it's you know it's it is still interesting to, to follow these people but also have an, an inside track to you know to him and David and, and, and their family and um, and and still be able to talk to them like we're talking here you know. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. Of course, Doogie Howser was one of my favorites in the beginning. But it's a, I'm, I'm, that's I great. It from the very beginning. And uh, the interesting thing is to me, and I guess my question to you is, mm. how do you get that, you know, how to put to those people together who create that chemistry that make it right? And I suppose that's the mystery of of um, the whole casting. I think part of it is is, is instinctual. I, I um, it's, it's interesting. Stephen told me to to cast this this Doogie Howser show because he'd written Stephen Bochco, sorry, Bochco, sorry. Um, that um, he'd written this role that could could not be cast, um, 
And and he said, so I you know I dare you to find this kid, find me a 16 year old who can who can play a doctor and da 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 da. Well, I had seen Neil in in this movie um, called Claire's Heart, um, where he starred with with Whoopi Goldberg, and it, you know it wasn't much of a movie. It's been around whatever, but but he was bright and 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 interesting and and remarkable and had, and so like the very first week we started, I had him come in, and. And I took him to the very first casting session with Stephen, and I said, I found him. <laughs> and I said, no, it's just impossible. Anyway, so he read, and Steve was like, uh-huh, well, he's, he's interesting. You know, we, we, but let's, let's, let's do a, a, you know, a nas- national search. So I went to New York. I went to, to Montreal. I went to Florida and to, to Washington and read all these you know, teenage kids. Um, and like six weeks eight weeks later you know the show's gonna start and and he's like so who do you got and I, said, and I brought in you know the, the last group and 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 neil god bless him had was still around and and, and so interested he came back and steven botchko was like okay fine you think this is the kid fine we'll go ahead and hire him because you say and it's been such a sort of a butt about the whole thing and we went to the to the first day's dailies of the show, and we're sitting in the screening room. And when the dailies were done, he stands up and he goes, "What do y'all think about my kid?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> found this kid. Isn't he remarkable? And I'm like, "Stephen, I'm over here. Did you want to direct some of that?" This, you know, um, and and then you come down off of all of that and and realize that's your job. You know, we're all mm-hmm. hired to do certain things. And if you do a good job of it, well, bully for you and, and maybe, you know, your aunt and, and a couple of cousins will be amazed. But but bottom line, that's what I was being paid for, was, you know, to find those people. And then once you get your, um, oh, what's it called? Your something pin, your your king pin, your, your oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but you find that one person that you have to have and then you use his person or her personality to build the rest of it around it. so from him you can structure mom and dad and then from then you can get you know the brother assist the best friend the you know um and you know dad was was at a, a hospital and then you get the people who were and they all but they all sort of center around this one character and, and without that person you know you don't really have anything to play with um like i'm so fortunate to have lauren russell and down at the other end of the table that, yeah, that we've right. been able to build a show around so that is pretty exciting and we are going to get to lauren very shortly but i would like to talk a little bit about you um you won you were nominated and won for best casting for la law yeah and for peewee's playhouse yeah you were nominated. I did two years of Pee Wee's Playhouse, and it was it was more than enough. It was it was <laughs> uh, it was it was it was fun and interesting always to show up on the set and and be part of that world. Um, but he too, I mean, Lord Lawrence Fishburne came from there, and S. Uh, Apatha Merkelson came from there, and and uh, so yeah, that was fun. 
Well, it really is fun having you back in Indiana after you had spent so much time in Los Angeles in the big Hollywood scene. And like you say, that's every day out there. But to us here, you know, we see these people on the screen and it's, it's, it's another world to us. Yeah. And so I can recall when you decided to move back to Indiana. Wasn't that about 2010? No, uh, 2004. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was yeah. later than that. Um, but anyway, I was out in Denver at the time, and um, I thought, what, whatever brought you back home? And you said you just wanted to be closer to family. Uh, my mom was not in good good health, and uh, my brother had... Sp- I was in Los Angeles for 25 years, so uh, my brother Jerry was, was taking care of, of, of mom and pop. And I thought, you know, it, it, it's time to go back and be responsible and, and help out. And uh, so I came back for That's for what her. you did. Yeah. Well, lucky for us, the result of that has been a company. I'm, it's an LLC, so I'm assuming it's a, it's a company. Yeah. Limited yeah. Liability Corporation called yeah. Bob Directs. It's uh, a not-for-profit, and, uh, and we do shows. You do do shows. I do shows. (laughs) And before we get on to your show coming up, I just want to let you know that I really love how they do Bob Directs with the X with a director's chair. It suits you. It suits you so well. I'm I'm still clever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice to know that you came back to our county to take care of your parents. Um, We see a lot of of that in this area, people coming back to... To family, mm-hmm. and so I'm grateful that you did that too. But I was interested that you're also a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. The company is a nonprofit, so that appeals to a lot of people. I think over the I think we, we've been a company around ten years, and I think in that time I've made about three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you do what you love. But you, exactly, you know, it's 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 not lost three hundred dollars. So that that's all that's all good. Mm-hmm. You're still casting. Yeah, still casting. And so your upcoming show is, is it actually Cinderella? Is that the, the official well, title? Well, the official title is Cinderella Broadway Edition. Broadway Edition. Um, there are three, actually, Cinderella's that have been written for the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the film and films and, and television productions. Um, she's a very popular young woman. <laughs> And I think it's a, what's wonderful about this particular edition and the reason that, that I wanted to do it was it, I think it speaks to, to young women more than any of the rest of them. It, it's, it's easy to dismiss some of, the, some of the Disney product because it seems like everything happens by miracle. Everything happens, you know, from a witch or, or, or from a, a, fairy, a fairy or a fairy or someone who have who has made something happen. But this and, and there's a lot of that in this as well, but this Cinderella also makes her own life. She she doesn't get anything for free. And she is instrumental in helping, you know, the prince to learn how to run a country uh, that's fair to all the people. You know, in, really in his. And we're so lucky because we actually have Cinderella in the <clears throat> studio with us. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, Lauren, it's great to have you. It's Lauren Russell. So tell us a little bit about the role. Uh, the role, I mean, we've been rehearsing not too, too, too long, but it has been already so much fun just to start getting back into theater. I've been out for a little bit. And, uh, 
it's it's so much fun. I mean, the cast is amazing. We have already had really great interactions. It sounds amazing because we mainly had music rehearsals up to this point. We're going to start blocking rehearsals this weekend. So I'm excited to start playing and figuring out more about the character itself. And um, but it it does sound amazing. We're, it, he's already you can already tell mapped out a really great cast, and they're just great people. How interesting to play a Cinderella part that is actually a change maker. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. would be um, pretty interesting for you and and a challenge. Absolutely, it's a. I mean, who doesn't want to play a princess? So it's <laughs> it's a. But it's nice to be a role model and to be able to be in a position where you know we we are going to have eventually like a tea time at the um, theater where little girls and little boys can come and meet the prince and princess and um, just to be able to have those positive interactions just because we live in a pretty ugly world sometimes and so it's nice to be able to give them something to dream about you know what I mean and and it's actually a reality the script really he is right the script it's there is the magic there is the the fun of it but it's it's so neat because they do they make their own way and it's it's obtainable so that's fun Tell us a little bit about the history of this particular production of Cinderella. Yeah, so this production, um, the original Rodgers and Hammerstein production was written for television. So back with Julie Andrews, back that it was written for that that they had written that for television and to have that type of a production. So having a Broadway edition which was written for the stage, that's kind of what this one is. So it kind of fills in a lot of the holes, um, allows. Um, a lot of things to make more sense and it flows so it's not just like piece here piece here it's the same music so we have 10 minutes ago we have do i love you because you're beautiful prince is giving a ball um a lot of those songs that are loved and things and uh you know in my own little corner so all those things that are loved and known you know by the brandy version julie andrews um but you're gonna see those just in a different light same storyline but just kind of fill in the holes a little bit which is nice So tell what about your uh, background? I mean, did you grow up in Indianapolis? I did. I grew up in Lawrence. I, um, I, yeah, I grew up in Lawrence. I went to Lawrence North High School, and I graduated from there, and I went to Milliken University in Decatur, Illinois, and I got my Bachelor's of Arts in Theater and Communication. I worked in TV and radio and did a lot of the the behind-the-scene work, and uh, then I worked at... What TV? I wish TV8 actually. Did I worked you? in their promotions department and then I worked at um, ESPN Decatur for Newhoff Media in uh, Decatur, mm-hmm. Illinois back during college. So I got to do a lot of promotional work and meet some great people and do a lot of fun editing behind the scene work. Um, and then I, you know, started working at Harrison College and I worked there for about five, six years and did student resourcing where I resourced a lot of local students to a uh, Local resources, I mean, while they're going to school, a lot of the students were working multiple jobs, so it was a lot of, like, helping out in the community. And then uh, my husband, who's a fireman for the city of Carmel, um, you know, we just were were blessed with him working at such a great job, so we were able to have me stay home, and so we have two beautiful boys, and uh, 
So then I've been out of theater for a while. The last role I did was Princess Fiona at Footlight, and it's been a while. So, Which, by the way, this production is at Footlight as well. Yes, this is at Footlight. So it was, uh, and I have done shows with Bob before. I was uh, worked with him in uh, White Christmas. He did a wonderful production of White Christmas. Um, I want to say, was that like five or six years ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So we did that, and it was a blast. And so I'm just really excited to be able to get back into this opportunity. Like I said, it's kind of weird getting your feet back wet you know five six years later you know and you're like oh it's, it's it's nice to be able to learn things about yourself that you kind of forgot and it's just been a lot of fun so well that's good so were you in high school plays oh yeah I did okay. all the high school plays that's okay. how I met my husband we both did a high school musical together oh. and uh, mm-hmm. he was Zeke and I was Sharpay and we got to hold hands on stage and here we are <laughs> Two boys later. Two boys later, yeah. Ten years on the road. Watch out, parents. This is what happens if you let your young women hold hands. Pretty much. So we, um, yeah, so we're both theater people and just couldn't get it out. We did, um, I've done High School Musical. I've done Little Shop of Horrors and um, Bye Bye Birdie. I mean, you name it. But I, I, I fell in love and then going to be able to study it in college was it was so much fun, and I, I actually really enjoyed the directing side of it more than anything because I, I tried to dabble in all the things to be more well-rounded, and it's it's interesting how that those resources you can actually use, and I really used that more in my communications um, when I started working in TV and radio, just having that um, those just kind of like those little back pocket things, those little tricks, just because you already know how to do costuming. Oh, let me help your mic here. Oh, let me help you do this. It was, it's kind of neat. So it's a kind of a multi-use degree. <laughs> so what attracted you to this part and this production? Well, it's Cinderella. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's and so Bob's much fun. Doing it. And Bob's doing it. It's a win-win-win. I mean, come on. I mean, honestly. But you aren't actually listed in the program as Cinderella. Nope, it's Ella. My name is Ella. Ah, on the Ella. Show. So, you know, when, when, when sometimes when people decide they have to redo a certain production, I don't even know what this is about, but it's like to make it theirs, I suppose. All these people have different names. The prince is called Topher. Why? Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, whatever it is, uh, it, all through the show, they refer to each other as Cinderella and as the prince and all that sort of thing. So it's not too confusing. Um, well, in your last text, to me, you referred yeah. to her as Cindy. Well, that's just my, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I called you Cindy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was, I, when you were talking, I was thinking what some of us in this room, myself, um, is old enough to remember, you know, how popular Snow White was, um, and I think she was probably the, you know the first of the the Disney princesses. Um, and from that film, you know it's you know someday my prince will come, and there must have been generations of young women, young girls, who sat around thinking, someday my prince will, come. and that became a, a, a mantra. You know, for so many people, we all thought that we well, all thought. And, that. And, and, yeah, yeah, and we as did. We all thought that. As as wonderful as it is, it's also just dangerous. I mean, you you sit around waiting for for this magical man to come along, and there are so few of them out there. Let me. You know, there are any at all, really? They, well, there you go. <laughs> um, and and that's what I love about this particular Cinderella. I I think it's easy to dismiss a lot of the princesses because they're just eh, please and silly airhead, you know, women. But this one is teaching the prince how to run his country. That's amazing. That's, you know, that's, I think, giving young women a whole 
better image, a whole different thing to go by that I don't have to sit waiting for someone to make my life special. I can do that. One of the lines in the show even says, you know, I want to go to the ball so I can tell the prince what the what his kingdom is life and what it could be. I mean, so that that's in the message. And that's I mean, it's a great line. It is, and it, it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful, and it, the prince is wonderfully casted. I mean, we have a great, great, and it's it's fun to have that dynamic because it is that it gives him a backbone too. He's got his own. He's not just like because in the Disney version, the prince shows up and he I think doesn't even have a line. So <laughs> it's it's nice. Like this prince is is quirky. He's got like a personality, and it's fun. And they're two different personalities, and they're both in their own little corners, and they both have to kind of come out and figure out. You know, they're coming out of their own shells and they find each other in this. And it's and they kind of talk about it in the show. It's in this negative world. They they have this, everybody just wants to put each other down. And Cinderella's like, she compliments somebody and they're like, what is this? You know, you're complimenting me? Don't do that. You know. Blaspheme. How dare you? But, but that's what attracts him to her is they're just mm-hmm. positive people. So I think that the message behind this one, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean... That, that's the message you want your kids to have, you know, and, and to be able to be that kind of a role model or at least to be that kind of a light. That, remember that time I saw that, that princess in this different light? I can still do that, you know? Yes. yes. And that's, that's what I think when you asked that question about what got me to want to do this, it, it is that. It's that being able to be that for somebody at that point in their life where you can make a difference. And you get to wear the blue dress, that fluffy, gorgeous oh, blue dress. You, can't, you wouldn't even imagine the dresses that they put in me. I'm so excited. They have this really, I mean, I don't want to give it away. You should just come see the show. I will. I will. No, no, tempt us. But I will say the fairy godmother did give me my, my glass slippers last night, and they are pretty magical, I'm just saying. That is pretty They exciting. are pretty amazing. Well, we need to let our listeners know, though, uh, the dates. The, the slippers are size 8. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, if any of you want to come and try my size. and try them, exactly. there you go. Um, it will be a fit like musicals, and that is a, a, the, the, the incredible Headback Theater at 19th and Alabama downtown. We open uh, November 22, and we run for four weekends. Uh, you can it's it's so simple. Footlight F O O T L I T E dot org, and all the information is there. You can order your tickets there. Uh, you can pick your own seats. There's a, a big parking lot that's all free parking. Uh, we're handicap accessible. There's discounts for students and seniors. Um, it it's truly suited for for family viewing. And I, I you know, it, it it's not you know a, a traditional Christmas show, so to speak, I guess. But boy, if you're wondering what to do with with people coming to town or your own people around Thanksgiving or, or, or just before the holidays, it's it's going to be the perfect place to spend some time. I'm already enchanted just with the idea <laughs> of what you said about... But first of all, that Cinderella is such a strong character. Mm-hmm. And she's not waiting for a prince to come. Exactly. You know, we had just the other night our, our fairy godmother who's got... Oh, this voice. Oh, yes. Um, and, and she's talking about this song, it's, the music in you... And and it just it sort of dawned on me too. It's like, darling, don't forget who you're singing this to. Yes, you're singing it to Cinderella, but you're singing to all these young people in the audience. You're telling them, don't fret. You've got it in you. You can do this. And and I, I it, it's just uplifting. I think it's 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 great. It's nice to have an uplifting show. Oh, mm-hmm. and we need it at that time of year. Absolutely. 
Well, I want to thank you both for coming in today. This is You've gotten me all excited about <laughs> it. And giving me a whole new view of Cinderella. Me too. I have two little uh, friends, eight and ten years old. Well, they're going to love I'm it. I'm going to sign up to come. Okay. Them. <laughs> thank you for having us. Oh, we, we're glad to have you here. We were very glad to have you as guests today. And um, Peg, I think, actually has someone scheduled for next I do. I do. Something really exciting is happening in Hendricks County this year around the holiday season. Anne Johansson, who is the executive director of the Children's Ballet, is finally, after years of planning and searching and putting things together, going to uh, produce our first Nutcracker. Wow. And it's going to be really exciting because it's going to be a, a conglomeration of several things. Civic Theater is going to provide some of the non-dancing roles. That's people Hendrix. from Civ- Hendrix Civic Theater. Civic yes, theater, right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Hendrix Civic Theater will uh, some of the actors from there and actresses will uh, be doing the the non-dancing uh, roles, which are some of the town uh, the guests. And then um, also we have students, and then also some professional uh, ballerinas. And in Hendricks County, we'll be doing some of the major roles. Like what a great combination! I know it's it's a great combination of community coming together, but and that happens I think to somewhere around December twentieth. But oh, actually, it's December twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second. But before then. Everyone needs to go see Cinderella at Footlight. <laughs> yes. And we'll try to come out and see the ballet. Oh, yes. that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be really awesome. I think it'd be really fun. Gotcha. And it's great that Hendricks County finally has the mm-hmm. Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. We're excited about that. <laughs> well, Bravo Hendricks, growing, you know, by leaps and bounds and, and uh, no longer a second city, you yeah. know, county. It's, it's, it's a leader these days. So that's great. Oh, it's nice of you to, to recognize that. That's great to hear. Well, thank you for coming and being our guest today. It's been a very interesting uh, interview, and you have lots of lots to offer, and we can't wait to go see Cinderella. Well, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate thank it. You. Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. Look at average kilowatt hour uses per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or in a month with similar extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.